Hello, everyone, and welcome to Divide and Conquer. We're named as such because of our intent. What is our intent? Well, we are a group of sport and performance psychology consultants and contractors here at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and we also fall under the Army Resilience Directorate, and you can find them on Facebook and Twitter at Army Resilience. So each episode of Divide and Conquer, we pose a question or issue related to resilience and or performance enhancement that we as a group will answer or conquer through our individual answers. And you'll find out pretty quickly our perspectives and stances are often divided. So we hope you enjoy our take on today's question, which is... When it comes to performance enhancement, which should you strive to master first? Either mental training or physical training. Are we talking like youth sport? Like as you're developing, what should you master first? Because if we're talking youth sport, so like from the start, I would argue that starting to master mental training should be the priority. Now, that does not mean you ignore or you don't work on physical training, technical, tactical, all of that stuff at the same time. Because, I mean, research supports mental and physical training benefiting an athlete when combined. Obviously, you can't ignore physical training, but I think from the start, youth athletes, spending time on the mental component, the mental growth, the mental mastery is beneficial to prioritize because so much of performance later on depends on your on your mind. And if I'm a youth athlete and I'm starting to create beliefs about a sport, an environment, coaches, mistakes, um, I mean, I'm outlining feedback right now, but I mean mindset, but I start to develop those beliefs about myself and sport, people, what have you, um, because of those experiences and it's unchecked or it's not as accurate, having the skill set to be able to adjust your mind early on sets you up for success later on. I think, additionally, the mental component of sport is really just a life skill. So from very early on, you're prioritizing a life development for somebody rather than prioritizing the physical training, which can go awry sometimes if you go too gung-ho. So in my opinion... From the start, youth sport, mental training. I would agree. Um, And I think about why I'm in this field in the first place. And a lot of it is because I didn't know about these things when I was an athlete. And it pushed me to be in the field because I did a lot of the stuff on my own, through my own learning, through my own experience. And then I realized this is a whole field. And there's experts that help people do this on a regular basis. And so that's why I started to do it. So obviously there's going to be a bias there. And so I'm heavily skewed on the mental training side. I think that if you are prioritizing the mental aspect, that will, you'll be practicing that like Morgan said, not just in life, but you're also going to be practicing that when you're physically training. If you are so if you are prioritizing physical training, I don't think that will necessarily lend itself 
to the mental aspect all the time. So the way that I would think about that is if I'm prioritizing my physical training, I'm just trying to go as hard as I can, uh, as often as I can, whatever that might look like for you. If I am not intentional about what I'm doing mentally, I don't think you'll get the benefits there. Whereas I actually see if you are prioritizing the mental side, it's almost like a two for one. Like it's only going to help facilitate some of that physical training. Um, It's definitely going to help facilitate your mental training. And so that will make both easier, right? So for me, the two go hand in hand. Um, However, I see that you need to have the intention and the focus with the mental training. I don't think that if you just attack physical training that, um, let's call it mental gains, will just happen because you're physically training. So at risk of sounding reductionistic or I don't know what what else you would call it, but there might be a yes and type of position to take. I feel like, yes, people should strive to master both, particularly if they value... Uh, so if we're talking about athletes, if they value their performance, then obviously I think both should be priority. Granted, you know, circumstances can change or alter one over the other, but it's hard not to lean towards a prioritizing the mental aspect, the mental training, because of what has been discussed before. So like you're able to get more reps for the mental training through the physical training. Whereas, like you said, the opposite is not necessarily going to happen, but there's probably a, or I don't know if I should say probably, but there might be a happy medium that exists and allows for both to coexist. Now, if there is a situation where I have to make a choice between the two, obviously I'm going to pick the mental training and again, kind of like like what Morgan was getting at, the context is going to matter. Ew, gross. Uh, <laughs> the context is going to matter because if it's youth athletes, I very much agree that these skills are life skills and they're only going to be even more beneficial as that youth athlete grows, as in, uh, grows up in society as an individual. And it's hard for me to advocate for, I don't know why I just conflate physical training with specialization in terms of sports. And it's hard for me to be an advocate for specialization at such a young age for youth athletes. Granted, we haven't specified an age, but I feel like the mental performance aspect lends itself much more to every and all other aspects of an individual's life and can only be beneficial. I'm going to semi take a turn in the question or make it more relevant to what we do with soldiers. So since we work with an army population, do you all think that the army tends to emphasize the mental or the physical training from the beginning? So if we're talking about, you know, we were just discussing youth athletes, think about those soldiers coming into basic training and then you transfer into school like AIT and then you're you're growing up in the army 
based on what we understand about soldiers and their journeys, what would you say that you think the Army is prioritizing? Uh, I've never been to really seen or spoken explicitly about what basic training entails, but from just hearing drill sergeants talk through our courses, just casually about what they their experience with uh, soldiers going through basic is, I would say that I think they start off in basic tackling the mind, kind of bringing people into one army. Um, I don't know what that training entails, but just that's just the general theme, I think. And then AIT would be more the technical, tactical focus. However, once they come to their installation and they're in their teams and platoons and units companies, I feel like, from what I've heard, it sounds like the mental training falls off the scope and it is physical, tactical, technical training and the mental training is non-existent for the most part because they assume that it should be there so I guess that mental physical and then mind kind of falls off the wagon even though they're still growing and learning and mastering it's more of a physical an assumption on my part I think some individuals might also expect a large extent of the technical tactical and physical training to facilitate the growth of the mental aspect just by virtue of maybe doing things in a repetitious manner. Is that even a word? I don't know. And I I think people, even outside of the Army, also expect the same thing too. And it's probably not as helpful as for people to take that stance and that belief. I hear that too, Diego, in that people, well, just from what I've heard through some of our interactions with soldiers that it, you either get it or you don't and if you don't then maybe you need to get out so then back to maybe marius can talk about this since we you had brought up that physical practice or physical repetitions don't necessarily lend itself to increasing your mindset or increasing the mental capabilities that we're looking for can on the job training increase that mental aspect, that mental mastery that we're looking for, or do you think that it needs to be separated or its own kind of training and education separate from on-the-job training? Like what would necessarily get people to master the mental component the most efficiently and, and the fastest and the most effectively? I think that any additional resources are always or could always be helpful. However... I think that it comes back to the intentionality. And if you bring an intention to it, a purpose to it, there are there are gains to be made within on-the-job training, right? And like the way that I see it is that we all go through life. Some people end up being mentally tougher than others, right? And it's about how they are perceiving the things that they're going through, the reflection piece that they're doing, the work that they're doing on their own. And so, yes, maybe they could get even better mentally if they had additional resources. However, I don't think we can ever use that as an excuse to not be trying to do what we can in the moment, right? And so to me, that would look like, you know, whether it's physical training, any training that you have in front of you, you can bring a mental component to it, right? You can 
um, set small goals for yourself, right? You can try to push yourself. Um, you can create your own challenges that you're trying to accomplish. And so, um, the way that I see it, then you, you have experts that you can then go to and get coached up and, and get additional resources, but there's no reason to not start right now. Absolutely. This kind of echoes what you had said earlier, Marius, about not knowing about the mental training side as you go through physical um, training growing up. And for me, it was similar. So didn't really grow up with the mental training aspect until college. Very much so a mental athlete, but it was only at college when I was actually introduced to consultants and working through that um, psychological component. And so I think about someone coming in at 18 or at 22, however old you are when you come in, even if you haven't been exposed to it does not mean that you can't start. You can absolutely be impactful. You had mentioned coaching. And I'm so Jess, you had asked, like, what, how do you make this efficient? I think in my head, I was thinking, like, absolutely could be on the job by being intentional, Marius. I think the environment matters too. So coaching, you can make something mental through coaching or reinforce something psychological through what you say coaching wise, the feedback that you give. Just you gave a lunch and learn discussion yesterday about trust and setting up the environment for having that psychological training being impactful on the job just through the relationship you have with the people to your left and right or leadership. So I'm, I, I just think absolutely you can bring the mental component of training to anything that you do if you have the environment, the trust to do so, but also the intentionality behind it. That's a lot of, I think, the reason why we exist is to incorporate the mental training or at least coach people to incorporate the mental training into their physical so that we, or I guess so that you see the best product, but also betterment of people throughout their time in the Army. I think to your point, Morgan, if we're doing our job successfully and the individuals that come to us for mental training and if they're able to see progress not just during the trainings that we offer but in the everyday lives and their own either whether it's work or personal they're able to see the real progress as a result of the mental training that they underwent that they experienced then i think that not only quote unquote legitimizes what we do but it goes to show how far these skills can be taken and they're not just for you know performance enhancement in a professional setting whether it's being a soldier whether it's being an athlete it can help build relationships be a better listener trust develop trust in the workplace between a group of people amongst a group of people and also, shout out to the Lunch and Learns. Uh, the first Wednesday of every month, uh, Jess hosts them, and the first one was wonderful. So please sign up. There will be flyers on Facebook. I feel like a celebrity. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> to reiterate what you all said, something I think that goes unnoticed or we don't tap into is over time, we might upfront really emphasize the mental aspect of who we are 
and to try and really instill these certain values, beliefs, practices, resilience, all of these buzzwords that I'll throw out. But we really try to build that <laughs> resilience buzzword. We try to build that up. We try to really hone in on that. And then over time, just like muscles, if we don't work them out, they atrophy. I think over time we forget that we need to practice those things. We need to talk about them. We need to physically get repetitions and mentally get repetitions and blend those things together to where, hey, we recognize that the mind has a part in the performance. Performance can impact cyclical, right? Our performance can then impact what we think and believe. And so understanding how all of those components go together and just not to forget that once, oh, we trained it once, you should be good, but that we follow that up because it is so very important, just like physical health, you know, that mental health is so important. And then not to assume that just because it's a one and done that we're good to go. I think that that picture can really help because, you know, anyone who's exercised or done any sort of weightlifting, strength and conditioning, it's like you have sets and reps, right? And you need the reps you need. And, you know, any sport, you need to put the reps in. And it's a lot easier because we don't see it, right? Because it's in our mind that you feel like you can do one training or you can read one book and that's the box is checked, right? but you need those same mental reps. And so when we were talking about it in the beginning, you know, I think it's, it's easy to achieve a certain level of success and you might've been doing something mentally and it brought you to like a physical standpoint of success. And then it's easier, it's much easier to lose the mental side of it, to not repeat that and keep doing that than it is the physical. Um, I think it's something about how tangible tangible it is that we can see it it's easier to reflect on but that that creates this dangerous position where you know both you got there because both were hand in hand right the mental and the physical were playing off of each other the examples that keep coming to mind are some some basketball superstars right like people like michael jordan kobe bryant lebron james they get better at a point where their physical attributes are starting to decline and anyone that knows those guys or are familiar with their history a lot of it I don't know if everyone would attribute it to the mental game but I would because it's it's more film study right it's more relying on team teammates uh, teamwork all these things and they're able to maximize their game at a time when physically it wouldn't make sense, right? Before this podcast started, we were talking about Tom Brady, right? You know, however you feel about him, it's amazing what he's doing. And it's this interplay between their physical gifts and also starting to have that, or they just have so much experience on the mental side of it, right? And they're adding that to what they can do physically. And... I think there's something that we can all learn from that of keep utilizing that experience, right? When we talk about mastery of the mental side, I take it as, yes, explicit coaching, yes, specific education, but also taking the time to reflect and learn on your own experiences and making sure that you integrate that into everything that you do on a daily basis. I love that. I love that you brought in, yes, 
these players such as Jordan and Bryant and LeBron. And that pains me to say LeBron because he's my least favorite of those three. It's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> it's very subjective. Okay. But you would say they hit a certain point where physically, yes, I'm starting to deteriorate, but it is interesting that mentally we have to be evolving as well. So I understand my body will evolve, potentially grow, 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 grow. And tactically I can grow, 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 grow. Skill-wise, grow, 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 grow. And then maybe at some point does that take a dip because of things like age. We understand age is going to take over. We get that, evolves, injury, different things that maybe we have these limitations. But then I still need to know how I can still fit in and contribute. How can I still change my understanding of who I am and what I bring to the table how do I adapt how do I am I flexible to still bring the best out in other people and that's wonderful and that requires like you mentioned Marius those repetitions throughout to ensure that I'm not just like a one-trick pony I don't just have this skill set and then I'm done but I can constantly be adapting and flexing to where no matter what situation you put me in, I'm good to go. Jess, earlier you asked a really tricky question about what does the Army prioritize, whether it's mental or physical or what that ebb and flow is like. And so I just think it's challenging for us to speak to that because we've not been in basic, we've not been in AIT, we've not, we're not in the Army. So soldiers that are listening, whether you're current, veterans have gotten out, what have you, what is it like? What does what in your in your mind does the army prioritize? And if you're uncomfortable posting that directly underneath our YouTube video or on Facebook, private message us. We're still interested in your thoughts. We'll keep you anonymous, but we're absolutely interested in what y'all have to say about what the army prioritizes and is it beneficial for you or is it is it not? So feel free to message us, comment, anything, share your thoughts. I would say I would add on to that in addition to maybe what you guys feel like the Army prioritizes. I would be curious to know what you can do within those priorities too, right? Like uh, I know that in my comments, like I talked a lot about how if you have that intention, if you're reflecting, like you can add it into your daily tasks, daily job. But I'm curious to know if you guys think that's actually possible what that looks like for you, right? Because that's more getting more into maybe like your own personal and individual priorities in addition to what maybe Big Army prioritizes overall. Let us know. On that note, I believe everybody got their thoughts out, so more or less. <laughs> so yes, please leave your responses and or comments or questions on YouTube, Facebook, or message us on Facebook, and we will definitely uh, read and respond to any and all comments, queries, complaints, what have you. With that, hope you all have a good, grand time, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Sayonara! Yes. Hi. Bye.